The program we are about to present is a report on the gay liberation movement. Betches Media presents Gay, 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 and Lesbian Homosexuals Come Together. Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Everyone's gay. Bless God and bless the gays. Hi guys, I'm Chris Burns. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is Everyone's Gay. It sure is. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Danny Francesi. Also gay. Also gay. Stand-up yes. comedian. Did you say actor. his name wrong again? No, Dan- Danny Francesi. Franzesi. 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 Every podcast I'm on starts like this. <laughs> well, I, I You had it. it right, and then it was wrong when yeah. you said it. Well, you know, I was in the moment, and I was caught up in it. Francesi. Yeah, yeah Francesi. Yes. I have an Italian mother. Yeah. That helps. I mean, you have an Italian mother. Yeah, and an Italian and I, last I, name. My last people give up on the second vowel when it comes to Italian last names. Oh. They're like, "What's your name, Curdle?" <laughs> they just like, and then the rest is like Italian alphabet yeah. soup. Usually, if you just like sound it out, uh-huh. it's right. Right. It's like saying different types of pasta. Mm-hmm. Are you from like this area, the New York area? Yeah, I was born in Brooklyn. Uh huh. In Bensonhurst. Yeah. And my uh, parents. My dad was born on Mulberry Street, literally. Nice. Like, oh, you know, wow. the old age hotel. Yeah. Wow, wow, and wow. my grandparents are from Italy. Nice. So you've lived in, you lived. You don't live in New York anymore. No, I left when I was a kid. I okay. moved to South Florida, Diet Brooklyn, to okay. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. How did wow. you, like, when did you come back to, like, New York or L.A. to, like... As soon as I had legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I realized I could walk. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, went to college mm-hmm. uh, for two years. Where'd you I, go? To Florida School of the Arts. Okay. Mm. And then I came to New York for a summer to like audition. Mm-hmm. And I booked uh, two musicals like in a regional theater in South Florida. Oh. Which was weird. <laughs> Near my mother. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah. From Manhattan. You're trying to get out of South Florida. It just seemed like it was fate. I yeah. was like, if I screw up, I could land on her couch. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's how it happened. And then I started in Florida and then it brought me back to New York after that. Okay, awesome. Was your mom so excited that you came to New York but then... Yeah, they were like, no, like, no, you're meant to be. My there. mom like just wanted me home. Yeah, like mm-hmm. she didn't care how like how it was gonna happen. <laughs> oh my god, she was probably so. She thought that's because she prayed. That's why she thought. My, that. When I went to college, my parents were like, "If you stay home, we'll get you a car. But if you go away, we can't." And I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm still living." <laughs> like you don't need a car in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guy, I'm leaving. So how long were you doing? Like, so were you always like a musical theater? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, totally. I was like drama club president. Mm-hmm. Like I used to. Uh, I worked at a famous footwear shoe store. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I had, a ja- I had a Jamaican manager. He used to be like, welcome to famous footwear. <laughs> <laughs> like, for all your footwear needs. <laughs> and like... Honestly, he sounds passionate about his he shop. He was great. And then I would make... Um, when I would get my check, I would go to like the, you know, a CD store or whatever and buy uh, a musical. And then yeah. I would like learn it that week. Yeah. Like I was like a nerd. What was your big... What was your favorite? Yeah, what's your favorite music of all time? My favorite music of all time, this is Deep Cut, is My Favorite Year. It's I like, know it. I know, it's like uh, by Aaron's and Flattery that did Once on the Island in Ragtime okay. and Anastasia. Mm-hmm. What if he was like Rent? I <laughs> I'm a Rent head. I'm a, yeah. I was Everyone an OG Rent head. I know all of Rent, like all of Rent. I was, I was I mean, so same. there for the live one, yeah. but then it wasn't live. Yeah. yeah wow. That was disappointing. And was I, feel, I wonder if like, because I feel like the actors for like the Rent Live, they weren't bringing it, but maybe that was because they, it was like the dress rehearsal. No, it was the dress rehearsal. Yeah, they, they were, like, they were saving yeah. things. Yeah. But, like but I felt like Valentina was killing too. It. I felt like Valentina, who's like not a singer, mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to hold some of these notes back. Like, you, could, you could tell. Yeah. Well, because that's, yeah. But you know, why wouldn't you have, what's it called? Um, Understudies? Yeah. You don't have understudies for um, a live event like that because 
I guess you're promoting it with those people. Yeah, it's and it's a little different. Yeah. That poor guy. Yeah, that poor guy. That fucking sucks. What yeah. happened? He did broke he, his foot. Yeah, broke his during, ankle. During How did rehearsal. he? Oh, during rehearsal. I guess like Whoa. jumping off a table or something. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, just like. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, shoot me up. Yeah, they should have just had him come out in fucking crutches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I would have been like, shoot me up with some amphetamines. Like, give yeah. me some B12, whatever Madonna takes before she gets Wheel on stage. Wheel me out there. Yeah. Um, so you were doing musicals and stuff. When did like the Mean Girls thing happen? That was later. I did a, um, my first movie was Bully. Uh-huh. Uh, Larry Clark's Bully. He did Kids as well. And mm-hmm. then um, that took me to, to the producer took me on to his next film, which we shot in Alabama. Um, and then I went to New York mm-hmm. after that. And so then I did uh, Party Monster and this movie Stateside mm-hmm. and some TV and like this and this and that. And then finally, uh, ultimately, I got Mean Girls and then I moved to LA. Yeah. And I can't believe it's almost 15 years like if it's funny this company is like very mean girls i know yeah this company <laughs> was probably like that's started. how we found each other yeah it probably like wouldn't exist had that movie like, not literally you're, come out. you're responsible for this office I mean, there's probably a quote of yours from the awesome. movie in here i'd be like welcome to clueless It'd yeah be like a different thing there's well, definitely a mean girls quote I mean, somewhere in here you're a part of this like small group of people and like oh, the actors. entire neon sign when you walk in the doors yeah mean girls yeah. well then there's like the snacks a condom line there's a somewhere. lot um we like anyways uh i feel like you're part of this small group of actors slash people that is like part of the pop culture zeitgeist you know what i mean i'm a legend yeah <laughs> it's crazy icon. no i know it's crazy like how much my image gets used for things yeah. or how like people reference it or the amount of recognition i get on the street it's really insane for one movie did you think like when you were making that you're like oh this is gonna be no who did <laughs> yeah the next clueless did you we think didn't in 15 have, years we didn't have like, memes we didn't have the internet really yeah it was like we were the first meme movie yeah movie mm-hmm. which is why we're like the og we're gonna always like be classic on that front you could yeah. always meme something with mean girls yeah in a mashup like it just it's just weird you know we got that that happened i didn't even have t- i mean if we had twitter and stuff back then i mean i probably have like a million followers yeah yeah you know, but it was just not the the thing at the time it wasn't happening yet. yeah 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 that is crazy to think about if like instagram was what it is now I know. back then i would love the amount of followers that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> probably would have. um but you said so i guess they never really explicitly say that your character is gay in the movie uh, no, you know, what was told to me was that he's def like in the script it said Damien's probably fat and definitely gay. Uh-huh. That was, that was how he <laughs> was oh described. Why can't I get a role that describes that? Yeah. Right? When I heard it, I was like, it's me. I'm probably yeah. fat. Yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, but according to, t- at the time, according to Tina uh, uh, Faye and Mark Waters, the director, uh, Damien hadn't even had his first kiss yet. He like knew it. But he wasn't ready to face it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is something I'm probably going to deal with right after I leave here. I yeah. only have like two more years. Let mm-hmm. me just get through here. A lot here. of gay people. Um, but you weren't out at the time. No. So what was oh, that really? like? Um, hard. Yeah. It was difficult. I was out before it. Kind of like just pu- fit, like publicly. Uh-huh. Like to my friends and like oh, okay. holding hands with guys on the street. Things like that. So like you had come to terms with it with yourself? I had come to terms with it myself, but not professionally. I was like still anonymous so okay. i could like do whatever i wanted yeah but then once people started recognizing me everywhere i think it was a combination of i got an audition right like uh where they were like we love daniel we think he's a really great actor but we need a man's man for this part we can't like have him audition it's fucking so they wouldn't even like let me in the room you know yeah and that never happened to me before until i did mean girls and then all of a sudden they weren't letting me in the rooms 
mm. that I was already getting in. And it was like, that was really oh. annoying. That and people would be like, are you gay? And yeah. I'd be like, and if I if uh, if I'd be like no, they'd be like, oh my god, you're such a good actor. Your comic timing was so great. Like everything is great. But if I was like, yeah, they're like, well, of course, only a gay guy could play that. You're just oh, basically so you're playing just yourself. yourself. Yeah, and it was so annoying. Yeah. you know what I mean. So, um, and plus at the time it was a different climate. Like right now, it's so cool to be gay and so cool yeah. to be queer. And I like love living in this time. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, that time was not like that. Yeah, and the roles were very stereotypical. They were like making fun of gay people. It was not the same. Like I yeah. went from Mean Girls, where, I was, and then I started getting all these gay role offers, and they were all like, "He answers the door in a feather boa and like eyeliner and like blah 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 blah." Like, yeah, that's like we didn't know what like non-binary was. We didn't yeah. know any of that. It was just like, "Let's make fun of sissies." Well, like, that's why I really like the show you did, Looking, mm-hmm. because you know you watch it and it's like it's gay characters being gay, but it's not about them being gay, because mm-hmm. that is still like pretty fucking rare to this day you know what i mean it's like every movie like is like 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 love simon like i was like yeah this is nice but like i'm fucking tired of people like crying about being gay i'm also tired of like two straight guys like you know or like a straight like two straight guys telling my story or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, i'm so disappointed by uh elton john getting even though he cast him by getting casting straight guys himself it's like Did Come he on. do the casting for himself? He like, yeah, he chose that. him. Yeah, yeah he's, an, he's an executive producer on that. But I just think like it's like especially our legends, and I know that that's you. You had an opportunity to like maybe discover someone, mm-hmm. like maybe make a gay star. Yeah, maybe like allow a gay star t- to be up for a prestige film Oscar. Well, but there's no gay best actor yet. Mm-hmm. You know, well, there's well, no gay comedic Ken Lighter. I mean, that's I yeah. Mean, I do I do gay comedy, and like no no gay guys ever sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's Whereas, crazy. like, we have lesbians that have, but we haven't had a gay guy or a trans person be able to do that well, yet. I feel like for some reason, our culture is is it's it's easier for them to digest a, a gay woman for whatever reason. Yeah, because I think straight guys too can more easily. Yeah, that's a lot digest. of bullshit to me, it's especially with the people who are, um, you know, uh, holier than thou. Those like church, you know, it's like kind of weird to me because the same guy. Who, like or people who call gay people sinful and all this other mm-hmm. stuff it's like the same guy who like call gay people sinful will like be like masturbating to lesbian porn yeah and it's like how come like that's not but then like two committed guys in a relationship mm-hmm. who are like you know have a baby and live on a cul-de-sac yeah. that's get that's yeah. sinful <laughs> but then like i mean yeah. everybody has sin but i'm just saying like it's just kind of a weird the thing guys that, that like fucking yeah exactly you know what yeah. i mean yeah. like you're, just, you're, you're grosser yeah i mean also i think straight men who watch porn that like of like multiple men fucking one girl i feel like that's gay <laughs> it's kind of gay yeah brian's like that bukkake porn is just what's the name of that's podcast? homosexual everyone's gay exactly <laughs> everyone's a little gay um, it's okay to be gay like honey boo boo says yeah i forgot honey boo boo said that i know i was talking i had a long conversation about honey boo boo the other day i don't know where it came from how old is she now what was her uncle's name wasn't he uncle poodle uncle poodle mm-hmm. he was mama the gay june. uncle mm-hmm. mama june pumpkin chubs mama june chickpea load up she, I mean, I guess she like lost a bunch of weight and stuff, and like yeah, but that doesn't mean I much. don't necessarily think losing weight's a glow up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> she looks better. Yeah, she looks like I don't know. She got some money, and she's she still teeth. wiping cheese little fingers on her shirt. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm standing, Mama June. <laughs> yeah, I'll die on this. Well, hill. you know, like she started dating. <laughs> she was dating this guy who went to jail because he like sexually assaulted her daughter and then he got out of jail and she got back with him okay well i don't stand mama june anymore okay, I didn't I, yeah know the i details. just wanted to dead on the hill honestly you've seen that yeah i died on the hill and i rolled the fuck off okay yeah. <laughs> i'm dead speaking of the hill you're going to the hill yes i'm going to capitol hill yeah capitol so you are an ambassador for the elizabeth 
Taylor AIDS Fendi Foundation. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Uh, well, my character on uh, HBO's Looking uh, was HIV positive, mm-hmm. and it was the first HIV positive character in a scripted series on television for six years. That's fucking nuts. That's nuts. I know. Now we have a, a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. But like we, it started when we started that. We, we were the first show to talk about prep. The first person to like show what it was like in today's. Uh, age of uh, prevention and treatment mm-hmm. and the first show to do that and so um, before that was Gloria Rubin on ER it was like there was a big gap between there yeah that's and been so a long time it was a long ER. time and so uh, Glad and Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation made a new playbook uh, media playbook on HIV and AIDS so this way like all journalists and stuff could like refer to a book on how to say th- you know yeah. you don't say HIV virus because the V means virus like mm-hmm. just little things like that that explained how to handle all the dialogue but they wanted a celebrity to sort of like um uh, present it to MSNBC. So uh, they asked me, and I ha- did media training, and I learned all about where we are. And I was so surprised as a gay man that the things that I didn't know, you know, like one in three gay men have never been tested, and mm-hmm. you know, fifty uh, percent of all African American gay men will get HIV in our lifetime if oh at God. the rate we're going. Oh my God! Yeah, one third in Latino. It's like crazy right now. What's happening? Um, and they found out that since it wasn't on TV, that there was a rise in new infections every year. Yeah. So they were h- how telling the stories was really important. Mm-hmm. So we reached out to Hollywood and asked them. Um, we did like a round table with, uh, with Variety and a bunch of other things to sort of get them to write more stories. And I think we've influenced a lot of television. I know we did How to Get Away with Murder. We definitely influenced that. They talked to us and like, you know, we influenced other shows. And so now we have several stories that, mm-hmm. are, that are on the air that are telling stories about people who are HIV positive. Yeah. But with 1.4 million people that are HIV positive in the U.S., there was no reason for six years there was no stories. Yeah. You know? So yeah, and some people, the only source of information they really have is like watching that's the problem. TV. That's mm. not. We don't have very good uh, comprehensive sexual education in our schools. Like a lot of like, especially in the South, yeah. they want to uh, preach uh, abstinence instead of uh, talk about sexual education. You know, um, there's a lot of problems with people just not wanting to talk about it. We've even found like youth who don't even know what HIV or AIDS is, like, which is kind of crazy Mm. uh, growing up in the lifetime that I grew up in when, you know, when I was a kid in like the late 80s, early 90s, all that's all that was on TV is they told stories about that, you know. Um, But those stories were about tolerance and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And we need stories now about care and prevention. Yeah. So uh, we go to AIDS Watch, which is uh, AIDS United and Elizabeth Taylor. AIDS Foundation um, funds it. Miss mm-hmm. Taylor left part of her trust, likeness and trust. So like all the perfume, all the jewelry she sells, all of that money goes to HIV and AIDS. And what wow, basically Jesus. what Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation does is they find like small little groups that need the money and then they fund them. Mm-hmm. And they give them scholarships to like do things like go to Capitol Hill and things yeah. like that. So uh, we go... Uh, we go and we descend upon Washington. We have like a weekend of like media training, and then we go and speak to our different um, congressmen and women and about what we need currently. And since my family lives in Florida, I grew up in Florida. I'm buying a house in Florida. You know, it's um, probably one day when I have kids, I'll raise them there. Um, I tried to do my best to talk to Florida since it's one of our states that needs the most help. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like the, un, uh, this isn't our listener question, but someone like, like the education aspect, someone actually even messaged us just about this, uh, the other day. Like they said, hi, I love the podcast. My question is, can you go over STDs and all that stuff? Because in high school we never went over it. I just wanted to know if I can get, if I get a blow job from someone that has HIV, do I get HIV? That's all confusing to me. Thank you for help already helping me so much. <laughs> over the love over the podcast and love you both 
Uh, well, you're listening, hopefully. Yeah. Go to the CDC's website, the Center for Disease Control. They have all of the current information. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like the best source to go to for what is the news today. Um, there are other places that you can go to get information, but the CDC will have like w- the facts and like um, it may be like a little textbook, you know, and, and less like uh, palatable. But like you can go in there and find out exactly what you need. Yeah, um, for emergency purposes. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really want to be the authority on yeah. that. You question. forget because like where we are here, there's just so many resources that I yeah. like, forget that other places and, oh, yeah, and even I, like I, teenagers mm. in the city are like more sexually experienced than I am. Mm-hmm. Like I like get nervous. I even think that there's some places that like block out search engines where yeah. you know certain yeah. words and things that like public school uh, libraries like, and stuff. Yeah, like a word like block. penis or something that yeah. would stop people from even getting to some yeah. of this information. So. It's just really important um, in religious schools and things like that. It's just really important that you talk about it with your friends and your family mm-hmm. and having conversations because that's really how the information gets out there. Yeah. And also listen to more gay stuff and watch more gay things. Yeah. yeah. So they get money to make yeah. more of it. <laughs> go back and watch Looking on HBO. Yeah. There you go. Was it's there. Yeah. That was, a, was that, a, that was probably a bummer when that ended. Uh, yeah. You think, yeah. I wish it would start again right now. Like I it know. was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, they're all such consummate, amazing, incredible actors and um, like mostly theater people who like yeah. really care about the craft of acting instead of like, you know, the lore of celebrity. Um, and I just think that it was just such a great experience. Plus, like coming out of the closet and then like getting a job on a show where it's like not only OK to be gay, but like awesome to yeah. be gay. Yeah, you were like, character the, you were, like the on cool it character. is like the like. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the. And you were like informing no them apologies. at the same time on that show. Yeah. Of, well, like. yeah. And then it was interesting because I like like you were saying, my character was so outspoken and so just like comfortable in his skin. And so like like hit on like Russell Tovey's character just immediately like, what's your name? Da, 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 like things I would never do, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it changed me as a person. Yeah. It made me more confident to like say things to people and. You know, um, you miss out on 100% of the ass you don't hit on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky said that. Um, there yeah. could be 100 asses in a room, but it just takes that one ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that um, that's also Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw uh, a drag performer that did a mashup of that quote, but just like someone made that quote, the Lady Gaga quote, into a song. Oh, I've, I've it's heard like that. A yeah, minute long like <laughs> version of it. I miss all the Gaga press right now. It was yeah. fun. We'll get more. We'll get more soon. It's okay. Are you a Lady Gaga fan? I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yes. What if he's like, no, I fucking hate anything. <laughs> no, like, get I, out. Are you kidding me? She's an Italian pop princess. Like, what's not to like? She like, loves to remind you that too. Yeah, and I love to hear it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. say it again. I'm like, tell <laughs> me, say me for, the people, for the people in the back. <laughs> I know. My favorite part of her performances are the empowering speeches uh-huh. she gives in the middle of every one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw. Her, I wasn't. I always liked her music because like it's what's not to like. It's pop. It's fun. It's whatever. Uh, but then I got. I won tickets to her concert mm-hmm. like at my friend's like birthday party. He like had a big raffle, and they're probably like, "Fuck you!" You and they get were these. like, I know they were so <laughs> mad. They were so mad. Also, like, what a birthday! It party. was the fiftieth birthday party for one of the heads of World of Wonder that does like. Uh, Mm -hmm. drag race and everything yeah and um they had like a casino night and then every time you won at the casino you got tickets and the whole and all of world of wonder was there and i won like Uh. the the dj was like really bitch i'm like really i'm going to gaga (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know about you (laughs) which tour was that you know uh fame monster oh yeah yeah and then i was like at msg uh, no, it was a, a Staples Center in LA, okay. and I was like sixth row, and I was like, okay, like I stand you now. Like yeah. it was like oh yeah. everything about her was just so like the theatrics, the the humbleness, the 
the humility like it was the whole thing was just lovely yeah speaking of world of wonder you're going to DragCon yeah May, right? i've been to everyone so far I, oh, ho- nice. I hope to never miss one yeah i'm gonna be there this, oh excellent. yeah we're doing a uh the, i host another podcast it's the sup podcast but sup we do like news and politics and we're gonna oh, do cool panel. yeah i love it um it's like so much fun for me and it's almost like a uh, burning man or something like it's mm-hmm. like this little reunion where you get together and it's like i see the same people and the vendors and it's just really great. It's Did you like, do the New York one too? I do them all. Yeah, I've, oh, I've been wow. to everyone so far. So both New York and LA. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Um, and I think this year. I mean, I'm not. Um, it's. It, well, I'm working on the de- the details right now, but I'm, I might be even doing Drag World UK. Oh wow! Yeah. So like, just like you know, keep an eye out. I'm drag adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we have a uh, listener question, but first we're gonna take a quick break. What happened to your long, strong, healthy-looking hair? Bitch, who are you talking to? You need Sugar Bear Hair Chewy Vitamins. It's absolutely the best way I know to get longer, stronger, healthier, and beautiful hair. Look at how long my hair got. I know, horse hair, some might say. It was buzzed, and now it's not. And while you're there, I want you to check out another awesome product from Sugar Bear Hair. I'm talking about women's vegan multivitamins from Sugar Bear Hair. I don't take those. <laughs> Just two sweet gummy bites a day. Give you what your body craves to help you become the healthiest, best version of you. Also, it's vegan. Sometimes vegans are like missing shit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Scientifically formulated with essential <laughs> vitamins and minerals often lacking in women's diets. It See? Can- oh, my God. I <laughs> yeah. knew it. Yeah, I knew it. You know. Contains a total of 16 nutrients designed to promote total body wellness. Sugar Bear Hair and the new woman's vegan multi is the amazing way to get a little bit of everything your body needs in just two sweet gummy bites. And I don't know which ones I'm supposed to be taking or not, but I've tried them all and they're delish. They are delish. Go to sugarbearhair.com slash gay for amazing hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhair.com slash gay. Sugarbearhair.com slash gay. And we're back. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read the question. Okay. <laughs> we said I was going to read it. Oh, I thought you said I was going to. You read it. Whatever. No, go do it. <laughs> Please. Okay. Um, okay. You guys are amazing and are doing some seriously important work for all of us in the trenches. I talk about your pod all the time and look forward to it every week. So I'll get right to it. I'm a bisexual woman and have been dating a woman I met on Tinder for about a month. We got exclusive pretty quickly, and overall, she's amazing. However, I am starting to notice that she drinks a lot more than what I'm used to. She's a sports fan, lesbian, so she often goes to sports bars and drinks during the day. She's also a bartender. She called me today to wish me good night and said she was calling me because she was too drunk to text. She went out with her coworkers earlier, plus her and I went out drinking during the weekend. This phone call was what ultimately caused me to start worrying and thinking about the overall picture. She also keeps bringing up on her own that she's planning to cleanse and cut back on her drinking. But it seems that she drinks every time her and I hang out, and outside of it too. My question is, should I bring it up? If so, how do I bring it up in a way that doesn't sound controlling or demanding? I don't want to be someone who is telling her how to live her life, but I'm also worried that if this is an issue. For additional context, she hasn't worked in a couple months because it was off-season for her workplace, but she's going back to work in a few days. Also, her parents are going through a divorce, so she's dealing with a lot right now. I'd really appreciate your insights. Thanks. Um, wow. Um, I think uh, that she clearly is a drinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's really hard when somebody is a bartender and their vice is the thing that they're serving. Yeah. Because a lot of bars have that culture where the bartender's like, I'll have a shot with you, or, you know, it's or easier people to... people buy you shots. Yeah. 
it's like part of that's part of the fun mm-hmm. that they, they have in these places. And um, it's just really difficult. You can't change somebody who doesn't want to be changed. Yeah. Like, period. It's got to be something she's tired of. And maybe losing you is something that could be mean enough to her to maybe cut back or be better. But they've yeah. also only been together for a month. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that you're probably when you meet someone, you meet like, you know, a, a, like their avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of meet like the perfect version of themselves that you meet. You meet the Tinder profile live. And then it's like as that you start to get to know them, the onion layers peel off and you might just be seeing a side of her now that actually just exists. Mm-hmm. I would not. Her parents divorce has nothing to do with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll like throw that out. All the additional information is like nothing. It's like not here or there. It's really more about she's a drinker. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what does that mean? And what could she put in place of that? Like, is it something healthy like yoga or is it, um, you know? But I think like how do how does one person approach someone and be like without like offending them or, you well, know Well, it what sounds I mean? like she's talking about it. If she's talking about her cleanse and things like that. Um, I think that's really important. You know, I heard this story about a person that did this, like reinforce all of the times that the, that the person themselves uh, ask them for like an action, like an action thing about it, you know? So it's like, Oh, I I really should need a cleanse. Okay. That sounds good. What do you want to do about that? Let's pick something this week you can do to do that. Mm -hmm. What is it? Let's go get, let's do like non-drinking Tuesdays, you know, sober Wednesdays, like slowly get them into something where you're supportive whenever they show a desire to change but you nagging them is going to break you guys up and you, yeah and them um the, i mean they're a drinker yeah yeah i don't know i feel like a month is exactly what you're saying like you don't like she's just now showing her true also telling someone to quit is like not a good idea either because yeah. that seems like final if you say like hey you know people do 90 days at um of sobriety because it's like rebooting the computer like mm-hmm. maybe it's time for you to do a reboot and like try to convince them that them quitting um is something that uh is temporary for them to see, sort of check it out you know because once they're sober, they have a lot of clarity mm-hmm. and they can kind of see their life for what it was. And maybe in like, especially in AA and stuff can like hear other people's stories. I mean, I went to AA with a friend. I'm not an alcoholic, but I went with a friend and did the 90 days. Mm-hmm. Like maybe consider doing that with her. Maybe, um, like, maybe I want to do a cleanse. And surprisingly, you know, like it's kind of fun. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like community. It's like people who care about each other. You get to hear some really crazy stories that help you reevaluate your life. Mm-hmm. You get to look deep inside the crazy stories of things that you have that you're like, man, I, I can't believe I behaved like that. Yeah. And um, it, it gives you a lot of clarity. Sometimes like the God thing though is a little scary at AA, but it can be, yeah. I mean, but it's not um, like in the, con- it, it, it's a higher power in the sense of like uh, of strength, not in like trying to get people to like convert or, yeah. you know, but it is definitely a, um, a focal point. Yeah. And you like you asked if you should bring it up. I think if you don't, you're gonna be fucking uh, like holding on to it, and you're gonna get a little resentful. Yeah, yeah you're gonna be like passive. I didn't say yeah. don't bring it up. I I I think that like I said, you know, um, be an example. You know, mm-hmm. go out and say I'm not gonna drink tonight when you guys are hanging out, and then, you know, still have, still make it fun. You know, yeah. Uh, try, whenever you said that she keeps bringing up cleansing, I say when that happens, go hard. Like go hard on the support. Well, how could we do that? What could we do? You know, give it, make her, make her give a deliverable. Just be like, what could we do this week to make that better? Yeah. yeah. Like my coworker did this cleanse and she was blah, 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 blah. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, yeah. you've been saying you've been wanting to cleanse. Well, we should, 
maybe go to this like you know do this retreat or what, i don't know yeah. something. Mm-hmm. go to things where there's not even like alcohol available go like, to kuwait go hiking go <laughs> like go do i don't know what people do get many petties i don't yeah. know yeah yeah uh, well they they can offer you stuff there i guess i have a friend who's in kuwait right now and they don't have alcohol at all and he wow. drinks a lot and he's like i don't know what to do but they don't have any in the whole i don't think so go to kuwait go to Ku- that's what i'm saying go to yeah kuwait. Uh, if what you are you wanted waiting to for <laughs> <laughs> Just don't maybe no, don't be a little too up, uh, out and about with your gayness though. <laughs> yeah, if you want to yeah. just or you become an alcoholic, like yeah. just you know, yeah, you can't beat them, join them. Uh-huh. <laughs> can't beat them, join them. Break yeah. out the fireball. Yeah, break out the fireball. Really I, go for I it. Mean, I didn't drink for one week and it like really did. <laughs> I changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> I did it to Mormon for a while and that was weird. Oh know? really? He just never really? was drinking. Wasn't like his thing. It was just like. Meh. Yeah, and that was you know so that stopped me from like drinking, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. If I'm around now someone I'm like that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you, yeah. If I'm around someone that doesn't, especially someone I'm like trying to impress that doesn't drink, then I will be like, oh no, I'm I'm good with water. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, no, I'll be like I'll have one glass of wine because then I'll look classy but under control. Right. Yeah, that even Whereas, like, like dumps like, a bottle of vodka. Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> but then I'm like going into the Can bathroom. Can I get a double tequila Red Bull? <laughs> Red Bull on the side. Thank you. <laughs> Crushing Adderall right there in the bottom of the glass. Oh, Thank you no. so much. <laughs> Today's episode, Everyone's Gay, is brought to you by Care of. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Do something good for your health in 2019. Care of makes it easy to stick to your health-related resolutions. Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. It only takes five minutes to find out your personal, scientifically-backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. Your personalized Care Of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs. Great for a busy on-the-go lifestyle. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary <gasps> needs. Wow. Track your progress with the Care Of app and earn rewards. I love an app. Remember to take your vitamins. Yeah. Oh my God, an app that gives you a reward when you remember something. That's good. That's my dream. Take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter gay 50. That's 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Again, go to takecareof.com and enter promo code gay 50. Are you um, dating anyone now? I am single. Single? Yeah. You heard Plan- it here, boys. I'm dating, but like I'm single. No one's special. I really do not want a boyfriend right now. Yeah. I am not in that mind. I mean, I broke my engagement broke off in June. Oh. <laughs> so that was something. Yeah. And then it was like I had a moment of, cl- you know, of clarity. Yeah. And just feel like I don't, um, I don't need another person. You yeah. Know? Do you and find it difficult that people like know who you are? Yeah, that's definitely difficult, especially like apps and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm on the road a lot of the times, too. So I don't really have a lot of options. Like sometimes I need the apps just to find out where the gay party. at. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like put your face in your picture? Yeah. I don't care. I'm not. Yeah. Especially like at this point, I'm just like, it's me. Yeah. I mean, like, why would I lie? You know, I I spent so many years lying. Like even like when like 
just like not telling like being successful at like 26 and like not being able to tell somebody that i was successful Mm -hmm. like having to lie and like and give them a fake job or something that's just kind of normal i'm just like i'm proud of who i am my accomplishments i'm proud of them i like work really hard for Mm -hmm. my lifestyle it's like i kind of need somebody on my level and there's and i just gotta like wait for that yes and i'm not like I'm not like, you know, sitting like freaking Sandy in Greece and like, yeah. like just wishing some guy would like come and get me. Yeah. I used to be that way. Now I'm just like, I'm going to do me and I'm going to get my stuff done and I'm going to work and I'm going to stack paper and I'm going to wait. And then when I meet my man, you know, we'll get married, have kids, whatever. Yeah. But like right now, I'm just having a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So holla at me. Yeah. Does the Mean Girls thing get tired? Uh, it did. It used to. Um, but then around the 10th anniversary, this guy wrote me this letter and he was just like, when I was in eighth grade, I was beat up for being chubby and tortured for being a sissy. And then it was me. You're <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then your movie came out. And then in ninth grade on the first day, the senior girls were like, you're like Damien, come sit with us. And he's, oh, like, nice. and he's like, you really gave me like someone in media that I can look up to. And I've gotten so many letters like that, yeah. that I embrace it. I lean into it because it me- the character of Damien was really the first queer person and especially the first queer person of size mm-hmm. in like a major studio teen film, not yeah. to be like thrown in a locker or beat up or have to fear for his life or yeah. be made fun of too much. I mean, there's only to get a function is the only thing in there, and they talk about how bad it is that someone says that. So it's yeah. like there's nothing else that anyone yeah. says to him. You know, yeah. he's not like walking down the hallway and someone's like, "Fuck!" You know, it's yeah. like there's none of that goes on. So I think that's really cool. I, 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 that's the reason that even though I was closeted, I felt like I should play the role because I felt like it pushed the envelope. Yeah, I was always out when it mattered, like politically or you know, like Prop Eight. I was like marching. You know, mm-hmm. I did all the like. I didn't care what people thought when those kind of things happened. Yeah, it was more just like. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to work for a really long time. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. Were you out to your parents when? Um, y- yes, I came out to my mom early on and then I went to conversion therapy. Oh, fuck. It's a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, that was difficult. They made me come out to my mom and tell her it was her fault. It oh was like this God. whole, it's your fault. I'm having gay thoughts. I'm actually straight. Like all this other stuff. So our relationship was troubled at first. Now she's like the biggest, I mean, she's at Dracon with me yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you know, on the pride pr- um, parade and floats with me and stuff. But like, um, that was hard. And my dad, I was already in a relationship. For, I'm a serial monogamist. Uh-huh. I've been in like a three year relationship, a five year relationship, a four year relationship. Jeez. So I waited until I was with somebody for like a long time. So I could be like, dad, I'm gay. And this is my partner of two mm-hmm. years. So it, like, it didn't seem like, I think what my parents, what I thought that they would be afraid of is that I was going to be lonely or be like out in the world doing like crazy shit. Yeah. And it's like, I people, think... People, parents get scared that people are going to treat you differently too. Right. And I think yeah. it was easier for me to say, I know what you've seen and I know what you've heard about gay people, but that's not, this is what I'm like. And this is my boyfriend and mm-hmm. it's just us. And like, this is what this is and da da da. Because my dad uh, dr- uh, was drove an ambulance for many years in New York City and like he probably saw like crazy shit on the street. Yeah. And that's not indicative of what the community is like. You yeah. know? So I think like perhaps, you know, he, you know, had a different interpretation of what he thought gay people were like. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, you know, I was able to be like, this is what it's like. And he understood, you know, yeah. it, it, it took some time. There was healing processes mm-hmm. there, you know, but that was many years ago and they're also comfortable now. I think when I was about to come out and I had a conversation even my mom, who's so supportive, was like, are you sure this is the right thing? It's just I had struggled with it so much in my career of it holding me back and, and things like that that I was she, I was like, I have to do this for myself, for everything else. And what's odd is once I did it, it was a different story. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It was almost like, like it, it helped 
me, you know, just be authentic yeah. in certain things. And I was like, you know, fine. If I only play gay people the rest of my life, that's not what I want to do. But if that's what happens, like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'd rather live a true life and I'd rather just, you know, be a true artist than have to, you know, um, hide myself. And I really implore any actors that are out there or any performers or any politicians or just anyone who doesn't feel comfortable being themselves um, to do that. That's why I have a zero tolerance poly- policy for like the no pick like <laughs> you know uh profile kind of thing because uh-huh. i just can't like yeah. the worst thing to me is like a person who just doesn't feel comfortable being themselves i'm like i get that i was there but like i'm out of that now mm-hmm. and i don't want to ever go back like yeah, yeah. Well, when was the like in your in your life like when was that conversion therapy like was that before you started acting and it was um uh it was like right out of college, probably like when I was doing theater. It was like okay. when I was doing theater, yeah. And was that like something you wanted to do? Kind of. I just, I didn't want to be gay. Yeah. Like I tried to do whatever I could not to be gay. My family was religious and I was like, you know, um, I, I had a plan. I was mm. like, what I'm going to, I did a really awesome podcast about it. Um, it's up on It's on a podcast called Risk and the subject is faith. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, um if you want to hear the whole story mm-hmm. like i would check out the, my, my episode of the risk podcast but the short version was is i just was like i'm gonna you know um say that i'm straight I, I had a girlfriend and i was like and i'm gonna tell my grandmother that i have erectile dysfunction so she can give me like get viagra for my grandpa and oh then i can god. like still force myself to be straight oh god it was like that serious i was like i just didn't want to be gay. i didn't want to go to hell i felt like all yeah. this kind of like yeah. stuff you know and then it was like I the the guy who was definitely gay. Like I didn't know if I was gay, but this this therapist was gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, he was like, well, with my wife and kids, and I'm like, you have a wife and kids? Like, and he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I used to be gay, and I'm like, how you can't used to be gay? Like, yeah. I couldn't figure out if I was gay or not because you know they make you feel very comfortable, especially in like modern sexual education where they're just like everybody jerks off to images of like everything. Like it doesn't mean you're gay if you like or masturbating Mm. to men so that was confusing because i wasn't having gay sex Mm. so i was like is it just do my fantasies define me you know and that's what i couldn't figure out and that's what i was struggling with and he was basically just like um you know i used to be gay and i'm like that doesn't work like i knew that if i was gay that that was the choice that was it and so i just like i had a come to jesus moment where i just like faced it and i was like you know he told me basically like you won't go to hell if um you're sucking a dick during the sec- like the second coming of Christ. That's what he said. This is the wow. guy that was recommended by my pastor. And He's I was saying like, you won't go to... He, you won't. He's like, you don't go to hell for being gay. He goes, he goes, that's not what you go to hell for. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it's not the sin. He's like, he's like, if you believe in God, he's like, you'll still go to heaven. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, and I lost my virginity that night. <laughs> With him? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. He was gross. But, um, <laughs> but I did, like, to, you know, just to, like, the first... He's like, my taker. therapist said it was okay. I was like, oh, I just... I wanted actually to... Uh, which, uh, one thing I regret is I was like... Oh, I want to like sleep with someone I'm not attracted to as my first. This uh-huh. way, I can, it could be like experimental, mm-hmm. and I could like kind of see what's going on. I wish I waited to someone I loved or someone I liked, even because yeah. it might have changed my uh, my view towards uh, sex when I was younger. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can find me at What's Up Danny on uh, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Tumblr, BlackPeopleMeet.com, <laughs> JDate. 
Farmers Only <laughs> and Venmo. Christian Chappy. Mingle. Christian Mingle. Yeah. Most um, of our listeners are um, from Christian Mingle. So yeah. As long oh, as okay. you have a profile there. Yeah. Mostly Mormons listen to this podcast. Please give me four Jesus stars. Thank you. <laughs> oh. um, and you're going on <laughs> tour. You have some shows? I am on tour. I'm on my Yas, you're amazing tour. Mm-hmm. So you can follow me on um, Instagram and find out when Yasser Amazing is coming to your city. Or if you're in Los Angeles, I have the two most awesome gay shows in Los Angeles. I have uh, West Hollywood Brunch at the World Famous Comedy Store uh, that is once a month. Um, and then I also, which is at eight o'clock because that's when we wake up. And then I also <laughs> have Danny Franzese and his amazing friends at Flappers in Burbank. And I'm here with the uh, House of Glen Coco comedy show show um, every uh, couple of months at the Laurie Beachman Theater in Times Square. It's a beautiful name. Yeah, and you'll catch me. I'm going to be the uh, um, Omaha, the Grand Marshal of Omaha Pride of Heartland Pride. Nice, oh. and also um, I will be at P Town Bear Week with my show. So yeah, wow, you're a busy, busy gal. I'm busy. Oh, and April 30th, I'm here in New York City at Comic Strip Live. Okay, great for the 15th anniversary of Mean Girls. I will oh be performing at Comic Strip Live. Oh, that yeah. is crazy. That's so fun. Legendary. Who, anyone else from Mean Girls going to be there? Do you know? I'm not saying anything. Oh. People might come. It might be fun. There's going to be some other comics there for sure. Keep it's me out. Are you watching um, Lindsay Lohan's Beach Club? Low key. Yeah. Not high key, but low key. <laughs> I'm watching it. High key, I want to go. Yeah. Low key, I'm yeah. watching. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a Trojan horse, so you go watch all these trash bags get drunk. Yeah. I want to <laughs> see more of Lindsay like firing people. I want to yeah. see more of Lindsay uh, when she tweeted at Instagram when it was down is the best thing that's ever happened in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, Instagram, contact me. Um, and you can uh, DM us at Everyone's Gay and you can give us your listener questions or email us at gay at betches.com. Bye. Bye. Betches.